What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Plant Remedy Podcast. As always, it's your host, Bailey. Thanks so much for listening and taking the time to hit play and hang out with us this week. Um, Yeah, it's weird times we're living in, you guys. Uh, Before we get into this week's guest with this week's episode, I just want to do a little check-in, see how you guys are all doing. Um, We're doing good over here. I personally feel like I'm on a little bit of a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I'm not really sleeping much at night, but that's okay. Um, I have so much energy the second nighttime hits that I've, I don't know, it's bizarre. I've never, I've always been a night owl, but I've never been like this much of a night owl. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if anyone else has been experiencing the same thing. Um, I know this week's guest, we talk about it a little bit and yeah, it's weird. Our schedules are all just so, so, so messed up. Other than that, um, we are cooking up a storm over here. We're doing like tons of recipe development and just having like such a good time cooking in our kitchen and really just like, it's kind of nice not having the excuse to just like go out to eat. Um, I find that when I cook all day for a client or we're doing recipe development or whatever, I just get so lazy and bored and like not bored. I think bored's the wrong word, actually. But I think, you know, we just get, like, tired of doing the dishes and blah, blah, blah. So we'll just go out to eat. And I think what this has done, even for us, too, is this has challenged us to really, like, get super creative and um, make all sorts of dishes that we probably normally wouldn't make. Like, last night, I made wontons. And I, (laughs) I don't know. I don't usually like to make wontons because they just take so long. And, um... Yeah, it's like hours in the kitchen of, it's just ridiculous. But last night, I mean, we, you know, we had all the time in the world to make wontons and they were actually so good. They were like a Mexican Asian fusion dish. So I used like soy rizo and mashed potato and some onion and jalapeno on the inside. And then on the outside, I've got like a salsa and I drizzled cashew cream and like put lime all over it. It was so good. But they were like these crispy fried wontons. Definitely not like a a health dish, but plant-based nonetheless. And super, super worth it. Paired super good with the margarita. Um, so yeah, I'm interested to know what kind of interesting things that you guys have been making ever since this lockdown started. Um, I think in the beginning we definitely, you know, stocked up, everyone's stocking up on like processed foods and canned food. And it's interesting because all of the organic fruits and vegetables are all on sale now because nobody was buying them, which I find to be really, um, intriguing. So get out there, go buy fruits and vegetables and get cooking you guys with that said I know a lot of people are kind of at a loss because they've been cooking you know more than ever a lot of people have been reaching out to me with their frustrations with cooking with their boredoms cooking the same things over and over again I know most people have their staples that they cook every single week and by now you've definitely run through all of those staples so I actually created a monthly subscription plan called Pantry Possibilities. And basically what you get in this subscription is 
curated shopping lists that match with recipes. And the recipes are not only my recipes, but they're also other plant-based chefs and bloggers as well. So you're kind of getting like a super good variety of different styles of recipes, different foods, things like that. And the cool thing about the categorized shopping list is that it's super easy to upload them to get your groceries delivered. Um, yeah, it's just, it's super cool. And then other than that, um, I'm also going to be doing group coaching within the pantry possibilities kind of portal. So for only 20 bucks a month, you get all of this plus a chance to be in the hot seat for um, a group coaching call. So whether you want to talk about what's in your pantry, how to organize your pantry, if you have any health goals or you want some health coaching, nutrition advice, um, nothing's off limits. So it's just a really good place to come and it's super inexpensive. So if you guys want to sign up for that, go to www.chefbay.kitchen forward slash pantry possibilities. So with all that said, I'm so excited for today's guest. We are at the end of Endometriosis Awareness Month. And as you guys know, I am an endo warrior myself. And um, March just flew by so quick that I didn't even have a second to really even think about how I was going to approach Endometriosis Awareness Month just because there was so much going on. So that's why I had Dr. Kara Mora Marco come on the show. She is a Chinese medicine doctor and she is just so amazing when it comes to acupuncture and talking about women's health. She's such a light and she's the perfect person to bring on just to honor Endometriosis Awareness Month and just to kind of bring light to how we're all feeling right now. You know, we talk about um, anxiety and stress and how that relates to our cycles as women. And yeah, it's just such a good episode. So I'm at, let's just get right into it. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to the show. I am sitting here with Dr. Kara Mora Marco. She is a doctor of acupuncture and oriental medicine, earning both her master's and doctorate degrees from Emperor's College. Over the past eight years, she has had a private practice in Beverly Hills with a focus on women's health, which is exactly why I wanted to have her on the show. Welcome, Dr. Kara. Thanks for coming. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. First, I just want to ask you, how are you? I know things are super weird right now. And so I think that's just so important to touch base with like how you're doing. Yeah, um, definitely adjusting. So now it's been about two weeks of the mm. stay at home, safer at home. Yeah. And um, I'm kind of getting into the swing of things. I'm like slowly transitioning to doing some telehealth, telemedicine. Um, consults with my patients, which is a completely new thing for me. Yeah. Um, I'm used to being in the office and treating, so it's a big adjustment, um, but trying to stay positive and make the most out of it. Yeah, it's definitely a roller coaster. I feel like everyone I'm talking to is like, God, I'm just on this roller coaster of emotions. Do you feel like that too? Um, a bit. Yeah. The first few weeks, the anxiety and stress was high, actually like right before the Lockdown, yeah. just kind of um, feeling that, um, but settling into it. Typically, I'm I'm not an anxious person at all, so yeah. that was actually the first time like I felt the the tightness in the chest and 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 that feeling, which is really new for me. Like I never experienced that, so um, I always like to be able to re relate to my patients. Yeah. So feeling that it's a new sensation. So I'm aware I, that that has eased now, but I know a lot of people are, are really stressed and it's, it's a uncertain time. So yeah. it can definitely 
yeah. Totally. And, and it is, uh, it is hard too, because a lot of the symptoms of the COVID-19 are tightness in the chest. And so, oh, yeah. which then causes more anxiety. Absolutely. <laughs> you think, wait, I have that. That's the symptom. But yeah, we really don't know at this point, you know, if we've had it or not, because mm -hmm. there's so many asymptomatic. Um, yeah. Yeah. I know, just game of crossing our fingers and hoping it's anxiety, I guess. <laughs> like, well, this is the time that we really have to, you know, just make ourselves as healthy as possible. Yeah. It's all about our immune system and, you know, having mm -hmm. that, that solid foundation so we can fight off the virus easier. You know, yeah, 100%. I'd like to backtrack a little and just talk about kind of like your story, where you come from and um, what makes you so passionate about women's health in the first place. Um, so long history is both my parents are acupuncturists. Cool. So I, I literally grew up with this medicine. Um, so my, my parents have been practicing for gosh, like 40 years now. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. It's, it's always been a part of my lifestyle. Um, you know, always having herbs and pretty much no Western medicine. I just like grew up very lucky and fortunate to eat organic and eat yeah. healthy and take all the herbs and um, so started with a really strong foundation. And then just growing up, I was into athletics and sports. I was a figure skater. Um, so I, I trained a lot and I would you know, get acupuncture if I was ever injured and, you know, heal, healed me up really quick. Cool. So I, I love that. Um, then I decided when I was around 20, like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go to school. I'm, I'm done with, with the, the figure skating and, um, you know, what do I want to do now? I, I liked the body. So I got into kinesiology, which is exercise science. Yeah. Um, and so I had my bachelor's degree in that, but I didn't specifically, like, I didn't want to be a physical therapist or a trainer. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with it. And my mom suggested like, Oh, how, you know, how about acupuncture? So, um, I went to Ambrose college and did a tour and like, that was it immediately hooked and yeah, love it. So that's so rad. <clears throat> that started. Um, and then specifically women's health, I think it just, it just came to me. I yeah. was you know, doing a little bit of sports medicine, but I found that my, you know, my patients, the demographic is, you know, 20 to 40 year old women, yeah. um, like 95% of my patients. They do treat men. Most of them are like the, the partners of my patients who <laughs> schedule them in. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and just like, you know, great results. So. Yeah, that's really cool. I, and I, I found out about you because you were working with, um, Elix healing, which I love them. They're so amazing and their product is amazing and so accessible. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I'm just really happy that I've been able to connect with you. And it's, it's really cool that, you know, this, way of living is in your blood almost, right? Like it's, yeah. you've been living and breathing this for so long where I feel like it's such a harder transition for a lot of us who come from a more Western world to kind of like accept different ways of healing and accept, accept it in a way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think like now is the time people are really becoming aware of the power mm -hmm. of this medicine and wanting different options, you know, yeah. alternative, like the pill or, you know. God, don't Western even get me started on the pill. Yeah. <laughs> a whole episode on that. Yeah. I know for real. So yeah. So March, uh, it's funny that March is over. Cause I don't even know what happened to the month of March, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> March Goodbye. was, yeah. Right. It was endometriosis. Good and bad. Good and, Good bad. and 
good and bad exactly it was a whirlwind and I feel like we're still in it but it's April which is almost relieving in a way Um, but with that March is endometriosis awareness month which (laughs) totally flew over my head and um, I kind of was reminded of that by seeing your post at the Elix and I really wanted to kind of spend some time talking about endometriosis especially from an eastern perspective I know that I got caught up personally in the hamster wheel of western medicine with my own endometriosis (laughs) Um, probably seeing like 30, 40 specialists, you know, surgeries, like just list goes on being in chronic pain for 16 years, like just craziness. And so, um, and there's a lot of women out there too. And I think a lot of women with undiagnosed endometriosis. So I would love to hear about your perspective on endo and if you see clients that have endometriosis and if you just kind of want to go into that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So just a little very brief, like simple way of describing endometriosis for um, those of you guys who that don't know, it's yeah. when the endometrial tissue, which should normally be in the uterus, migrates outside of the uterus. So it might be found on the fallopian tubes or on the ovaries mm-hmm. or, you know, in other parts of the body um, where it shouldn't be. And so that causes, you know, severe pain and the symptoms can be during the period or even um, without your period could be chronic, um, Mm -hmm. and better and worse at sometimes can create, you know, painful intercourse and it it can be extreme, you know, cause nausea and vomiting, um, as those of you who know of experience. And yeah, like you said, some people don't know they have it and Mm -hmm. they may think, oh, periods, this painful is normal, you know, having to, you know, six or eight, Tylenols or Advils a day, um, that's not, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. You know, that's not. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So the way that Chinese medicine um, treats, you know, hormonal issues or period problems um, is, is very different than Western. And we're really lucky that we have this medicine because we don't need a specific diagnosis of endometriosis to treat you, which right. is really because, you know, to actually get the diagnosis, you have to have an invasive procedure, which can cause super um, invasive. Yeah. More scar tissue. The, I, I always have a hard time pronouncing this La, laparoscopy, laparoscopy, laparoscopy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually found out from listening to a lecture, um, at the Integrative uh, Fertility Symposium they have every year in Vancouver. It's mm-hmm. an incredible event where naturopathic doctors, acupuncturists come um, to hear the, the speakers that are top in the field with all the latest information. A woman from Israel, a Chinese medicine doctor who um, also practices in the UK, says that they in the UK they actually use MRI to diagnose endometriosis. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't think most people have heard of. They don't do that here in the States. No. Um, yeah, that's actually so interesting. I mean, even in my own perspective, like I had a cyst, my, my endometriosis went undiagnosed for a super long time. I knew that I had it. Like I didn't even need them to cut me open to figure right. out like, you know, I just intuitively knew. But then I had like a, a cyst first. And mm-hmm. even then with an ultrasound, they were like legally unable to tell me that I had endometriosis, you know? And I'm just like, what the hell? And even with my um, 
original diagnosis surgery, there was like complications and there was all these things that they couldn't explain. And I'm just like, wow, there's gotta be a better way to do this. And it's interesting that you can do an MRI. It's a very tricky, yeah, tricky and difficult diagnosis as, as is others like PCOS too. There's not a lot of, you know, very definitive tests. Mm -hmm. Um, so the good thing about Chinese medicine is they've been dealing with these things for, you know, hundreds of years and didn't need advanced technology or blood work. We go based on, um, our, you know, diagnosis and treatment principles and patterns according to Chinese medicine. So we'll look at the tongue, we'll feel the pulse, we'll ask uh, a list of questions related, you know, everything from your stress to your sleep, to your digestion, to the the quality of the blood flow, the clots, the cramping, is it yeah. is it? So we get a whole picture of what's going on in your body um, and can treat you accordingly, you know, using specific acupuncture points to move the blood. Yeah. Um, so medicine usually um, when you have really bad, painful periods, it's uh, chi and blood stagnation. So like things are not flowing. Right. And, and we, we want the period to flow. I like to give the description of um, kind of like lava. Like think of that as like a really, it's smooth, it's going. And yeah. with that, you have less cramps. Interesting. I, yeah, that's really interesting. I know that I, when I, I haven't done acupuncture in a really long time personally, cause I feel like every time that I get acupuncture, like I love cupping, but every time I get acupuncture, I feel like it like knocks me out. Like I, I have no energy for the rest of the day, maybe even the next day. Do you, why is that? Like, why do you feel like it can suck your energy out of you? So why that happens is usually I will say like, if it's my patient's first time getting acupuncture, I'll tell them you might be kind of tired after this. You're going to feel really, really relaxed and sleep really well. It's your body's nervous system, like letting go and relaxing. Okay. You've probably been in like that sympathetic, you know, fight or flight mode of like stress on the go and acupuncture you know has some sedative effects that it releases endorphins dopamine serotonin it's so it's basically telling your body you need to slow down and rest oh okay it's not always going to be like that if you are only getting it you know once every few months it might it might make you feel that way but if you get it on a consistent basis you should actually be energized after interesting okay yeah it's done infrequently Mm -hmm. you may feel that way but that that's your body telling you like you need to slow down. It's right? funny. People that know me while listening to this are going to laugh because yeah. they're like, told you. I, you. <laughs> I, can, I can just gather that. Yeah. I'm always doing Some a lot. Some people, it's hard for them to relax. Like, yeah. Like, the, the, like just relax, chill, do nothing. It's just a foreign like uh, feeling to them. I think, I think at this point in my life, I I mean, I was, I was chronically sick for so long that I spent so much time relaxing and I put relaxing in air quotes because when you're in chronic pain, nothing about you is relaxed, but you're laying down, you're not working. Yeah. Yeah. You're not doing anything, but you're Mm -hmm. in pain. So your body's actually working so hard. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people could probably relate to this. If you deal with chronic pain or you have, you know, Mm -hmm issues in that way. But yeah, so now that I feel really good and I've healed a lot of my pain and my endo symptoms, like the last thing I want to do is lay down for a day or like, you know, I'm like, I did that already, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, that, that's what I would say about why, why you're feeling that way. Yeah. That's super interesting. Um, I also would love to talk to you about cupping and endometriosis as well, because that's mm-hmm. something that I started doing was cupping actually on my abdomen. And I'd love to mm-hmm. talk to you about why cupping is beneficial for mm-hmm. endo symptoms and kind of like the science behind it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So similar to anywhere in the body, when we do cupping, it increases mm-hmm the blood flow and circulation. So, you know, fresh oxygenated blood flow comes to the area. So it helps move, like move. Yeah. Um, it can be adhesions. So adhesions are when tissue is like stuck together and it really shouldn't be. Yeah. So the cupping creates that negative pressure. So it gives space for the fluids to flow, for the lymphatic system to move better, um, helps with detoxing in that way. So yeah. that's why it would be beneficial. Cool. Mm-hmm. And so like, does it work both doing it on your lower back or on like, like physically, what's the best places to have cupping done if you're experiencing intense period symptoms or like when's the best time of your cycle to get it done? Yeah. Um, I would say both like low back for sure. There's actually some really amazing low back acupuncture points, which also can be used for acupressure, like in the sacrum area Okay, that is, um, really good for cramps. If you put also like a heat pack over that area, um, or just massage it, mm-hmm. if you, you know, can't get the needles or cup it. So you can work on it that way because you know, when you get bad period cramps, you can get pain in your low back all the way down your legs because all yeah. the nerves are connected there. Um, and then on the belly that I would say definitely you would want to, um, you know, go to, go to a skilled practitioner. I wouldn't try doing the belly stuff at home unless unless you, you train for it, which there are some good resources that you can. Um, but yeah, it's directly increasing the circulation in that area. You know, if you, you're going to want to do that gently. Okay. And would you say like even giving yourself like a massage on your stomach would be helpful when you're experiencing cramps or pain? Yeah, I actually, I like to recommend, um, some essential oils. There's, uh, like a clary sage. There's a clary calm, um, a doTERRA blend that I really like. And it's helped my patients a lot. I'll give them, they have like a roll on one. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you could even make one, but I, I particularly really like that formulation and you massage it, you know, over your belly and just do some nice massage with the oil. And so those essential oils will help specifically for the cramps. Um, awesome. and also really like heat in Chinese yeah. medicine. Yeah. I love heat. Yeah. Yeah. I love taking super hot showers when I'm in pain and things like that. I feel like it just like, Let's everything just kind of like relax a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then there's some specific acupuncture or acupressure points that are extremely helpful in relieving the cramps. Um, well, I know this is audio, but we can like describe where yeah. the location of it, Let's it, do it is on your ankle. If you go to your ankle bone, it's your four fingers above the bone. I'll sh- show you here. <laughs> okay. So yeah, here's your, but it's if you measure your four fingers up, okay, on your ankle, okay. and just find right off the bone, there's gonna be a really tender depression. Oh, Do you yeah. feel that? I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the spleen channel, and it's pretty um, typical and common for it to be tender on women. Okay. Um, specifically, though, if it's you know during your period um, or when you're having cramps. You really get in there and massage. It's extremely um, helpful and effective. 
Wow. And you'll okay. notice sometimes it's much more tender than others. Wow, it's so, really tender right now. <laughs> that one is called spleen six. So okay. the liver, kidney, and spleen um, all intersect at that point. Um, so you're you're working on three meridians at the time, and the fu- the point function is to move the blood. So that's why it's really good for for the cramps and nerve innervations go directly to the uterus. So it, oh, it's okay. to the uterus. Um, so that that's an excellent point. I love that. I love that one. Um, that one you do not want to massage during pregnancy, though. So it's contraindicated. Okay. And I guess speaking of that, like I know I have friends with endo and um, people who listen to this podcast who have endometriosis who are dealing with infertility issues. Mm-hmm. Do you see clients um, who have infertility issues? Like, do, what do you recommend in the sense of like Chinese medicine? Like, what's the best way to move forward if you're yeah, so. Yeah, definitely. It depends on what route you're going. Um, okay. Infertility is, um, you know, a side effect of endometriosis. I actually have a patient who, um, she went through many rounds of IVF and she actually, she's in the 2%, I would say of endometriosis, endometriosis, uh, people that don't have symptoms. So there are about 2% that don't have pain. So we actually didn't know she had endometriosis. She wow. ne- like periods were never a problem, no, no pain. But after a while, um, she was diagnosed with it. They found out through through procedures, mm-hmm. um, and then she was put on actually some specific Western medicine because she was going through the IVF, IVF yeah. route. And um, just a few weeks ago, I found out for the first time that you know implantation was successful. So oh, wow. we're waiting on that. But with with acupuncture, we are, you know, whether you're on the pill or off the pill, we will still work on all your internal organs to balance them out and, you know, make the, basically we call it preparing uh, the palace, like the mm. uterus. So just making it an optimal environment for, for a baby. Preparing the palace. I preparing love that palace. so much. Yeah. Isn't it nice? You can yeah. think of like, I like to use like the imagery of like a nice golden liquid, like a golden enveloping, you know, that area. I'm like smiling so much. I love that so much. I mean, think of your uterus and like just your body in that way as a palace, you know, I think Mm -hmm. so much. I would always refer to being at war with my body Mm -hmm. and I would never even even imagine that as being it. I almost imagine it being like a battleground or a battlefield or whatever. And so that's even imagining it as a palace is is healing in itself, you know. Yeah. And preparing, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. important to take the time if you're thinking of having yeah. um, a baby. It's you know, what you've done your whole life is is gonna be affecting affecting you. But you have you know, our body is really amazing in its ability to repair. So, you know, give yourself, you know, think six months out, you know, how your lifestyle is, because that's going to affect, you know, your egg quality three months out. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a really good point. And like, kind of speaking on that, like, I think a lot of us are going through a lot of stress and anxiety right now and uncertainty. And I mean, I'm like suddenly become an insomniac myself. I don't know why. And It's I'm up till four a.m. like just oh. wide awake. <clears throat> our our sleep right now is completely off. Like my schedule, um, it's completely off. It feels like a perpetual weekend because I'm not in my normal workflow, <laughs> yeah. and I'm 
I'm staying up to like one or two, which that like, that's extremely rare for me. And it's like been almost every night now. Same. Uh, Okay. I'm glad I'm not alone because I've just been like, what the hell? And also we're like, we're very unsettled, you know, in Chinese medicine when our, you know, when we're not settled, we're not going to sleep as well. Like we have, you know, things are, are, are floating around that should be anchored. So it's, it's normal you know so I'd say like don't be hard on yourself you know after the first few weeks they're like oh you know maybe have wine on a Monday which like I would never do yeah but okay now we know that (laughs) might be another month of this so let's like like start to yeah exactly yeah yeah that's awesome so how would you say that like anxiety and and stress affects us as women and like our cycles and you know I think my fiance, he sleeps like a rock. Like I feel like anything could be going on in the world and nothing would affect him. But I, all the women I'm talking to are not sleeping right now. And like, there's more anxiety, there's more energy. And so how would you say that that affects our cycles? And like, what's a really good way to kind of, whether it's like an acupressure point or like, what would be your suggestions to kind of just like calm our nervous system and relax? Yeah. So this is like one of my favorite topics to talk about. Um, so in Chinese medicine, uh, have you heard of liver chi stagnation? No, I haven't. Uh, okay. So the liver is the organ that's responsible for circulating the chi is like our energy throughout the body. Mm-hmm. So you think of it different. It's not like the actual organ in Western medicine. It's more of like in the energy of the liver. Okay. Um, it, it, it sounds like a kind of weird concept, totally but Chinese medicine yeah. is very poetic. Yeah. Um, so when the liver is happy, you know, everything is flowing freely. There's no pain. Um, we don't feel stressed. Like everything is relaxed. Okay. Um, but we, when we have any stress, like basically if you live in a big city, you know, before all this, like if you live in LA or a big city or if you have to drive anywhere in traffic, like you're going to have stress. Yeah. Right now, like no matter where you are in the world, you probably have some stress and that's, that's normal for this time. And so what, that, what happens is our liver gets we call it like stagnated or constrained, you know, it's restricted and it's not flowing freely that energy. So that will affect different parts of our systems. Okay. So symptoms of this liver chi stagnation are, are the classic like PMS symptoms. So breast tenderness, if you, if you're, you know, have sores breast before your period, that's liver chi stagnation. Um, Because the channels, the liver meridian, goes through that area. Um, if you notice, notice yourself sighing a lot, like frequent sighing, like taking that deep breath and releasing, that's releasing some of that stagnation. It's your body's way of like, ah, re- like releasing it. Um, you know, and then the other symptoms like irritability, easily angry, frustrated, those can be that, that liver being, being tight. Um, and then that also affects your digestion too. So bloating, like more bloating before, before the period, because when the liver energy is a little stuck, it will, in the five element sense, like earth, water, wood, yeah. the wood is the liver and the earth is the digestion. So the wood will, we call it like attack the spleen, stomach, earth energy. So it's going to weaken your digestion. Interesting. Um, so excellent things to help with that are Chinese herbal formulas. Okay. Um, 
So I would say that's why um, what's so wonderful is the Elix healing herbs. Mm -hmm. They have herbs in there that specifically what we call like soothe the liver by Shao, white the peony flower is really a beautiful herb to like soften the liver and yeah. move the blood. Um, and then there's a great acupressure point. There's a few of them. Um, but the one on the hands, that classic point between your thumb and point to your finger in that webbing, if you massage in there, that's yeah. like the number one point for pain, but also one of the points to help move the chi in the body. It's an extremely powerful point for moving energy. So that's when you can massage. Okay. And then it's paired with um, a liver point, liver three, which is actually basically mirroring this, but on your foot. So between the big toe and the, between the first and second toe, if you trace your finger up to kind of where the end of the bone is, it would be mirroring what's on your hand. That's usually a very tender point. Um, you feel it? Yeah. yeah. So that's a good one to massage. We use that um, anytime for PMS and stress, like combined with the one on the hand. We call it the four gates if you use all four points because it circulates the chi and the, moves the blood and the energy throughout the body. Wow, I love that. It's so funny because you just described all of my PMS symptoms, <laughs> like all of them. The yeah. classic symptoms, yeah. And I have noticed ever since using um, Elix's herbs that my symptoms are so much less. Like ever since I started using the herbs, I remember the first time it was like, the second month using them, I was, I was surfing and I started my period and I didn't even know until I got home. And I was just in shock because I was yeah. like, what? Like I said, I am, I'm just like a normal person on their period right now. Like, I'm not dying yeah. right now. It's amazing. And our bodies are, are very, you know, they're very sensitive. Like mm -hmm. I could have periods where, you know, no cramps at all. Like maybe like the slightest bit for five minutes and yeah. that's it. And then other months, like when stress was higher, you know, the last few months stress has been higher and like cramps were worse. It, yeah. it happens a lot for people the first week of the year uh, or the first cycle of the year in January because they were on like Christmas break and maybe eating not as healthy. And well, that makes sense. Yeah. My cycle was really bad in January. Yeah. Really bad where I was like, oh no, it's back. You know? Well, yeah. So don't freak out if that happens. It can, you know, there's like ups and flows up and down. So the classic Chinese herbal formula for PMS is called free and easy wander. It's like, that's the name of it. Like being free and easy, <laughs> it, it, it relaxes everything. That's kind of like how it should make you feel. Yeah. That's like my, I have like, that's like two personalities of being a woman. Like that's one of them. And then the other one is like, you know, the the PMSE version, which doesn't feel free and easy. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's um, but yeah, herbs are very effective. The acupuncture. Um, I have a patient who just messaged me that she got her period and it was like cramps were decreased by so much. And I remember like, that's not even what she came in for. She came in for the chief complaint of stress and anxiety. And, you know, on our first visit, we go through everything. So she said, Oh yeah, cramps are horrible. I'm like, oh, we can work on that, you know, always. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, you don't even, don't even know that this can be fixed. Yeah. And it's, it's almost as if like, it's a side effect to stress and anxiety, right? You know, like mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like that hamster wheel. Yeah. Of, yeah. Cramping can 
be caused by like overstress, overwork, anxiety, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, um, what's like, what's next for you? I would love to talk about your business and kind of like dive a little bit into, you know, what you do day to day, how people can get in touch with you, things like that. Well, um, on a normal like life, you know, I'm, I'm in my office five days a week treating patients and I absolutely love it. I'm, I feel really grateful to have my practice and to be able to help patients and connect with them. Um, and you know, make, they leave always you know, feeling better. Um, yeah. So as soon as we can, you know, get back into going out and seeing people, um, I'll be back to doing that. And in the meantime, I'm starting to transition to a little bit of the online telehealth where I will you know, help my patients through talking with them, giving them tips and advice for nutrition and diet and herbs and supplements, acupressure. Um, and then I also have the love cupping business, which is I created heart shaped cups. So, so instead of the yeah, circle marks, we have heart shaped marks. So, um, we have them in the fire, fire cupping version, which I love to do in my practice. Um, and then we also released, um, actually on Valentine's, um, we released the air suction cups so that, um, you know, you can do at home. So I think like starting now, we're going to get into, you know, maybe some tutorials or teaching patients how to use them at home right now, um, since they can't see their practitioner. So cool. I'm definitely going to have to get my hands on a set of those because those sound awesome. They're really fun. Yeah. And they're, they're easy. Um, and you can do it in a safe way. And then, you know, once it's all back, you know, every, you know, we hope that everyone goes back to see their practitioner and continue with treatments. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So can, are you shipping the love cups right now? Like if somebody wanted oh. to buy them? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's fully up and running. Okay. Um, just did a post about it a few minutes ago, actually. <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, I'll leave like all your information, um, the link to your Instagram and your website and things like that um, in the show notes. And then other than that, is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with before I let you go? Um, just know that, you know, there is someone out there that can listen to you and really give you a holistic approach to what's going on. And if it's not an acupuncturist, it might be a naturopathic doctor, but it's good to have your team of of people that are there for you and that can help you in different ways and, you know, to alleviate, alleviate your pain, I would say. I love that so much. I think it's so easy to feel like a a victim of circumstance or to feel stuck within one doctor's Mm -hmm. perception or, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I think it's so easy to feel that way. And that's such a good reminder to know that, you know, you can get a team of people that think the way that you do, or that can help you think differently. Um, And I love that. That's great advice. And that, yeah, also just like the pill is not always the answer for everything. It's, Amen. I mean, it really is, it's, it's a bandaid. Like we need to treat the root. I'm not telling anyone to go off the pill or, or stop it. You know, you have to talk to your doctor, but let's treat your internal, you know, terrain, what's going on, your diet, your lifestyle, all these factors that are going to help so that you can transition off and be ready. 
Yeah. I mean, I love that. I know that I, I've been on every single birth control pill on the market because it's like, oh, this one causes suicide thoughts. Let's put you on another one. This one causes this. Let's put you on another one. And I have so many women go through that. And that is such a reminder that you don't need to get like scared into taking the pill because there are other options. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Great conversation. All right, you guys, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much to Dr. Kara for coming on the show. If you want to get in touch with her, just scroll down to the show notes and you will know exactly how to do that. Um, I hope you're all staying safe, super healthy out there, trying to stay sane as much as possible. And, um, you know, just don't forget that we are all in this together and you're not alone. So if you like this episode, please give us a comment, uh, send me an email, or uh, just subscribe or share with a friend. I really appreciate all the love and the support on this podcast. And I appreciate all of you so, so much. So don't forget to eat your greens this week, you guys. Go get in the kitchen. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.